back to the Why So Serious podcast. I am your host, Brandon. And we are back to do uh, some more reviewing. Uh, we got Mike, Devin, and Big Mike here. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? Chilling. Big Mike's in the building. Whenever BM's in the building, it's a good time. So <laughs> this is um, this is of Mike's doing. He decided that with the Star Wars Rise of the Skywalkers coming out next month, that he wanted to go back and review all the previous Star Wars episodes. And unfortunately, we had to rewatch these uh, prequels, and we're starting with episode one, um, The Phantom Menace. I guess I'll do this for each one, but um, I will read you the scroll of this film. Uh, Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outline solar star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to small planets to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, to settle the conflict. Um... Yeah, so we'll start with Big Mike, as we always do when he's on. Um, Big Mike, did you see this film? First of all, did you see this film when it first came out? And if so, did you like it then? And what did you think about it now? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me back, guys. It's always good to be back. Um, I didn't see it when I when it first came out because I was four. <laughs> uh, so didn't didn't see it in theaters. Didn't see it for a while. Um like as I always just kind of think back to these these movies, even though I saw them like on DVD or probably VHS, honestly, um, later on in my life, um, I, I I always look back on them kind of fondly. I know everyone kind of shits on the the prequels, but like it, it's kind of the same deal with the original Spider-Man movies with uh, with Tobey Maguire. It's like yeah, they're kind of sh- shitty, but like they were kind of the ones I grew up on. So they're kind of my only frame of reference. So, uh, I've always looked back on them fondly. Um, but rewatching it again. Wow. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. Yes. Uh, Devin, what'd you think? (laughs) I mean, I, um, I went and saw this movie in the theaters in 99 and uh, I would just tell you that I look back on it fondly. I enjoyed it. I remember it's been the first Star Wars movie that I got introduced to as far as not, you know, the first, I mean, the, I guess the, the trilogy, the original trilogy. And it had lightsabers in it. And it had a double sort of like sort of saber that was red. And I'm, red's my favorite color. And I was rooting for Darth Maul the whole time. Um, and um, I realized how much I hated Jar Jar even more seeing it. The second time, because this is the first time I've seen it in its entirety in a long time. Whenever it's on TV, I just never watch. Um, that little boy that plays Anakin is the cutest little boy ever, and he made I root for him. Um, and uh, Obi Wan was great. Um, I liked it. I mean, I just like this movie, but I mean, I just know the story, so like I really didn't have to like watch it tentatively and like pick it apart, but. I enjoy it because I still enjoyed it when I was a, a child. So, I, I maybe I'm looking at it with nostalgia, nostalgia lens on my uh, my viewing, but I enjoyed it. 
There's only like there's only like two good parts, you know, to the meat to the movie. Oh, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's necessary, right? Yeah, uh, Mike. What about you? Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters. The first, I didn't see a Star Wars movie in theaters until Episode Three because I was also four. Same. <clears throat> um, and I feel the same as everybody else. It's nostalgic. It brings back you know some good memories. But I will say. I had seen the original trilogy before I had seen these ones because someone in my family had gifted them to me as a DVD. So it wasn't my first time seeing Star Wars back then. Looking back now, um, you don't realize how bad the animation and the cinematic, like the uh, the CGI is back then because everything is like that. But it's so bad. <laughs> Okay, like so I want to talk about that. So the CGI is not bad if you look at it in the case of no, this no, came out nineteen ninety. Like, about to say it's amazing. I'm thinking about no, like no, no, ninety nine. No, y'all are missing the point. This film had way too much CG. Oh yeah, without way question. Too, the whole thing. film was damn CG. It was no need to do that. The original. No, I think all of these. You these want to talk did, about no need? There were a lot of. So Mike and I watched it together. There were a lot of things that happened that Mike and I were like, there was no need to do that. Pretty much time. like the whole hour, the whole first hour and fifteen minutes was just I, like I, very, very poorly explained and mostly unnecessary. Oh yeah, so they were talking about that treaty, and Mike and I for like the first hour were like, "What treaty? What is? What are they? What is going on? What are they?" Right. Yes, yeah, so I know too. I'm like, like, "What is this so boycott? I look, this the barricade, whatever you want to call it, like." What is going on? What is the, the <laughs> and, and this is the beginning of his whole Star Wars. And like, they don't tell you. And so I looked it up. And so for everyone out there who, because they don't tell you in the movie, because we were paying attention. You know what I mean? Like they don't tell you what's. <laughs> they say in the credits that there's like a basically, um, Naboo had put a tax on trade routes, and the Trade Federation was pissed, and so they just sent a blockade. <laughs> um, now that doesn't really make sense to the normal person but the real reason they sent a blockade is as you know they're working for the sith and he uh, and he's trying to like the current chancellor he was trying to get pushed out and made look weak and so that's what happened i still don't know what the treaty was about though nope like they the like what they never even not even can you you can't even look it up it doesn't tell you so that's how bad of a job they did of explaining what's going on in the movie. They don't and it starts the whole... This is episode one, so this is what starts the whole Star Wars. Yeah, and they don't even <laughs> tell you that he's trying to get... Like, Palpatine is trying to get the current Chancellor out. They tell you that online. They don't tell you that anywhere in the movie. It happens. And, like, I think later it's like maybe that was his plan, but I don't think it's explicitly declared enough to that you would assume it. Uh, Yeah, so this film... I watched this film, and I kept thinking... The original films in night in the nineteen seventies looked better oh, much than better. this film. Look, better. Looked better than this film. I said, I said, look much better, much yeah. better. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like we'll get to Jar Jar Binks, but Jar Jar Binks had no need to be CG. Like he did not need to be computer generated. None of that needs to be computer generated. When they had him in grass, like you're like the grass is computer generated. Like you couldn't even film this. Like <laughs> everything was fucking computer generated, and I'm like. Did y'all just get this technology and it was just like, you know, the whole movie, the whole movie has to be done like this this because we just got this technology because it's more expensive to do that, too. Yes. Like they would have saved money just to film in a field. I just I just feel like it was it 
it was a shiny new toy because at that point it was still like CGI to that extent was probably pretty new ish technology where they're just like, this is going to, this is the future. We're going to be at the forefront of it. So everything is going to be this. And they just way, way, way overdid it. I will say though, like the actors in the movie, they're not bad. None of them are bad. Like, no. I feel like I don't, I want the CGI to take away from the movie. They did a bad job of explaining it, but like Liam Neeson's great. Ellen McGregor's great. The kid did good. Natalie Portman did good. I think some parts. She's I, the, great. I, didn't think I, I like Natalie Portman. I, I don't like the person who played the fake queen. Like the. Oh yeah. So she was trash. Yeah, her, she, was trash. she was really awful, but I don't you know if that's the storyline that had no point. Yeah, like yeah. why she was fake and how she was in danger the whole time as the fake queen. At <laughs> yeah, no point, she she had she, the story so was she had someone sta- uh, standing for her so that she could be safe, while the standing was safe the whole time and she kept putting herself in danger. <laughs> right, and then like if they if the standing was there with her, everybody's getting killed in that room. Everybody's getting killed. Like so, you're not really safe by being with the standing. It's really, really stupid. So, uh, Mike, why don't you give the audience? Everyone, most people have seen this film, but why don't you just give them a brief overview of where this takes place in the Star Wars timeline and what it was basically about? Wait, who, who are you asking? Mike. You. Mike. Oh, sorry. Um, so, this is after. Well, nothing in the canon universe comes before this. Uh, there's a few things that like from the expanded universe that might've seeped over, but for the, for the most part, chronologically, this is the beginning of the star Wars story across all like, like past the Skywalkers, everything that they've done. This is pretty much the beginning. Um, and then in between, you know, uh, I don't even think anything in between it happens, but, uh, at this time in the star Wars universe, the Jedi are at pretty much full strength. The Sith are presumed to be wiped out. And there is, quote-unquote, peace for now. Obviously, you know, as watching the movie, that the Sith are actually around and they're working in the shadows to, you know, do whatever it is that they're doing. But as far as the Jedi are concerned, at the beginning of the movie, when it starts, um, it everything's peaceful. And when the movie opens up, Anakin and... I mean, I'm sorry. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn are sent to talk to the trade federation about the blockade and why it's there and then the movie starts and all the events happen okay so um so there's no rebels or clone wars all that shit takes place after this not yet and as we go through the movies like like uh once we get to a movie where we've missed a lot of content from a show me and Devin will fill in some information that's relevant Devin didn't watch those cartoons yeah, he did. Devin watched the Clone Wars we, and Rebels. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You're the only one that... I think Mike has even seen a few episodes. I I've seen about half of the Clone Wars. Man, uh, Clone Wars is, is the best. It really is the best. That, like, as far as giving you a lot of content that happened in between the movie fillers and then just a backstory to understand why those things happened. Yeah, and, like, did. what preceded those things. It's It's really good. Like, even, I will say that, like, after this movie, Jar Jar goes on, and he's in the Clone Wars, which doesn't happen until after episode two, so we still have a whole movie between now and then, but, like, he has a, 
he kind of has more of a purpose and it like the clone wars a lot of like it obviously it existed to add a lot of like content to what was going on but it also like they they take that like they take these opportunities in rebels and the clone wars to take things that people didn't like and kind of like try and fix them and it, it like works sometimes like jar jar becomes like a senator which is it sounds weird but when you see him in, like doing his thing like it's like okay you know what like that that works like here for this specific character thing. yeah definitely yeah. he becomes like a sabu senator to naboo uh that's later and you know but at this point nothing expanded has happened the the movie uh episode one and two uh are pretty much the first two and there's a 10 year gap between one and two two which is interesting um but because if you cgi a whole movie it takes some time to make it well attack of the clones i haven't seen it in a long time but i remember it's pretty much the same thing the the scene where all the clones are lining up in attack of the clones it just looks like it's from the clone wars tv show which was a cartoon (laughs) takes a lot of time all right big mike um what'd you think about how they developed a backstory for darth vader uh, starting with this film, what do you think about Anakin as a child, and how that relates to him in the main, in the original series? Uh, I, again, I, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's kind of a delicate balance that they had to do because it's not like they can just say like, "Watch out for this guy," like <laughs> really bad in a while, because most people already know that he's he becomes Darth Vader. Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Um, but I think they did kind of. In 99, did they know, though? I didn't know. Yes, well, they, I mean, yes, they, they knew. They said his name was Anakin Skywalker in the fucking original movies. The 70s. So. But also, and again, I didn't know. Like, his name is Skywalker, and that's Luke yeah. So, people would Yeah, know. I mean, obviously, like, people, people my age, like, people who may have not have grown up with the original movies, um, maybe would not have known. So in that sense, I, I think they did a good job just kind of like, like kind of played, teasing it a little bit with, right, right, right. with Yoda saying like, I sense like hatred, like hatred turns to anger, anger turns into to evil. Like, so, I mean, I think that was pretty much the only real foreshadowing that they did. Um, which I think that's pretty much all they could have done. So Mike, who is, Anakin's father supposed to be uh the force <laughs> as cheesy as that he's, he's Jesus Anakin is Jesus he's very obviously a what is it a, what's the word an homage, Miracle baby? not an homage a um he's the based Messiah? off of, like I think they're trying to compare him in a way to Jesus Christ he's a Jesus analog Just, man, yeah uh um, the Messiah what? One quick thing I wanted to say, um, our, our other roommate Tom was watching this movie today and he just kind of paused the screen at a very convenient time when we were in Anakin's house and there was a statue in, in his room that looked just like Maz and we just kind of like looked at it like, that's kind of weird, like it looks just like Maz and we just did like a random Google search about it and uh, if you look it up, like supposedly um, Palpatine also has this statue in his office or, or somewhere close to him, which kind of like possibly links the two as, I mean, I know the theory is out there that Palpatine is the one that kind of incepted 
uh, Anakin into into his mother, like using midi chlorines, using the Force, or anything like that. I just wanted to throw that out there, put that uh, put that into the universe for anyone to to kind of look into. So I dig Anakin, it. So Anakin Force ejaculated in Anakin's mom. No, Palpatine. Oh, ew. Yeah, Palpatine Force ejaculated in Anakin's mom. I mean, you know, Palpatine is—he's one of those guys. He is a perv. You see it. He's a pervy old man. So, oh, yeah. I'm not putting it past him. Uh, all right, I didn't know that. I thought yeah, I, you, I thought Mike was going to have th- some that dude walking around the room. No, uh, a lot of like, like it. I get what they were trying to do, but it was weird. Like, she even said like, so so. It's funny. When I remember when I first saw this movie, I misunderstood what she, what the mom said when Qui-Gon was asking her about uh, the dad. Yeah. So when I first saw it and she said what she said, I thought she meant like the dad walked out because I carried him, I raised him, there was no father because I did all the work. I thought that's what she was going for. I missed the line and I saw it this time where she said, I don't know how to explain it. Which right. Like, so there was actually no father. I thought I thought she was just saying like he left or he died or whatever. There was no father because I took care of it. But that last line makes it like okay, so this is a very much like it just happened. Uh, He's Jesus. He's baby Jesus. And then you're like, they tell you about the prophecy, and and then you're like, okay, so this is some like you know messiahic figure, I guess, to the Star Wars people, like. I guess, Devin. What did you think about uh, Liam Neeson? How do Yo. you say this? How do you say that Jedi's name? I always fuck it up. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. What did you think about? Qui Gon. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Yes. What did you think about Liam Neeson as Qui Gon? Man, I'm, I I always look at this lens like when I saw it in the theater, I was still in awe. And today, when I looked at it, I was just like, "Yo, he was so stoic." And, like, first of all, he's the first badass rebel Jedi there is, apparently, because uh, nobody goes against the, the Jedi Council like Qui-Gon, because apparently uh, there was an incident that we don't know about that Qui-Gon went against them uh, before, and they said no, and he said yes, um, and he's going to do it again. So he's the ultimate rule breaker uh, when it comes to being a Jedi. Um, he can't fight. He's, he's a shitty-ass fighter. Like, Obi-Wan was way better than him from the beginning of the movie. So I'm like, God, no wonder you died. Well, Obi-Wan is the real chosen one. Well, if you pay attention, I think they're they're going to go with Rey being the actual chosen one. But if you pay really close attention to the original trilogy, um, Qui-Gon is the one who teaches Obi-Wan how to be a Force ghost. And... Qui-Gon learns how to be a force ghost in the Clone Wars TV show. So I think he's a more passive fighter because he knows he's never actually going to be gone. Now, this is what I will say. I'm glad you brought up Ray. I remember hearing and being online and see so many people talk about, oh, Ray is a Mary Sue. She just knows how to do shit. This is so stupid. How can they just make her know how to do shit? I watched this film, and <laughs> this seven-year-old kid knows everything. how to fucking do everything. Just no training. Just I just know how to do everything. Built his own goddamn race car. Built the own damn race car. He's ten. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. So Is that he, why he's too old? 
to get no, touched the by the that, Jedi. The reason Christmas. I bring up his age is because uh, Natalie Portman was 18 when this movie was being made. Her character was 14, and he is 10. Well, no, he's he's 10 at the end of the movie. He's 9 during the movie. <laughs> and I'm just saying, there's no reason that he had to be 9. Like, and they could have just brought in, like, a 12-year-old, and that would have made things a hell of a lot better. But it's you awkward. You know, I'm with you, thing. yeah. I'm like, th- th- him, him being 12 or, like, 13 changes the story 0%. Like, and creeps me out way less than and getting now a, knowing, an eighteen-year-old yeah. actor to play him when you're—it's just weird because that must have been really awkward to film, especially for Natalie Portman because, like, the fans know what's happening, and if she did any research, she knows what's going to happen. And you're like, she's like foreshadowing a love scene with someone who's ten at the time, especially be, just because, like, I mean, like I said, there's there's no reason for him to just be nine. Especially like you were just saying, like Ray was just kind of it's just this innate ability that she can use the force and, and kind of master it so quickly. Like he didn't use the force at all. Like he was pretty much just good at flying a ship. His like, reaction, that's all he had. No, but they count. said the reason why he could do all this shit is because his force was so strong within him that he could see yeah, things before they like, happen. It's not like Ray. Where yeah, Ray was like actively using He's them. better than Ray. He, they said he can see things before it happens. I don't yeah. know how much better it gets than that. Like he's the best. He's better. No, than, he's better like than Master Yoda in the race, right? In the race. It. Hold I've on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. In the race, his fucking shit breaks down for what seems like five minutes. So the other people had at least a five minute head start on him. Just zoom in, and then he gets out. And fixes the shit, and then somehow catches up to them. That makes no yeah. sense. Without the, no, the no, other no. person didn't fuck up. The other dude didn't fuck. He didn't crash. He didn't slow down. He didn't have any engine problems. He was just. He's supposed to be the best racer in the world. How the best racer in the world have a five minute lead on somebody, and that person catches up to him? He had the fastest racer. The and he fastest. had yeah. And he had the fastest car. I'm not saying he didn't do yeah. amazing things, but like, they were. I mean, obviously, he's more advanced than any nine year old that we know, and like, he could fly and build shit and, and all that kind any of stuff. Any Jedi, Big Mike, what do you. He has more Metachlorian than any Jedi. I'm aware. I'm aware of than that. Any. But- also, I'm just saying that there's no reason that he had to be nine years old to drive. Oh, no, I, no, I, I agree. completely, completely just, agree. Just, just solely to make it less creepy that an 18 year old Natalie Portman has to act like she's trying to fuck a nine year old. You no, know, she formed a bond with him. That's all that was done in the first movie. I agree. My my issue with that was more so I don't have a problem with him being super advanced. My point is, I don't know how people can have a problem with Ray being super advanced, but not have a problem with Luke and Anakin being fucking having no training at all. And no super geniuses, yeah. All of them are like that because they're all strong with the Force. So I mean, that's all fine with me. It's just interesting to see that uh, that comparison. The other thing I wanted to bring up was all the other people complaining now are like, "This is a film. These are films that George Lucas." 
wouldn't like. We George Lucas didn't have a lot to do with these new films, and he that's why it's so different. And I'm like, uh, I just watched this prequel. I just watched this episode one. I'm good on George Lucas. I'm all the way good on that. All his storytelling. I'm good on the storytelling. Thank you for creating this universe. You know, he if you he changed a scene in the New Hope, the uh, the Disney Plus version. He did. The the scene with Han and Greedo in the cantina has once again been changed, and he added a line. What? So this time, you know how the Han shoots first, Greedo shoots first. The scene has been right. edited many times. Um, it's been edited again. This time, Han does shoot first, but before Greedo dies, he like swears and and then passes out. And then only one other person in all of Star Wars has said it. His name was Sabulba from. The Phantom Menace. He was the pod yeah. racer, and yes. before, right before uh, he went out, he said that alien cuss word, whatever it was. Uh, Why did you he watch, do this? I don't know. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you watch A New Hope, though, so I read an article about it, and then I went and I looked. If you if you watch that, you're a fucking nerd, Mike. God damn, you're a nerd. It's just, these things pop up on my Facebook. I got another question. Why okay. does C-3PO act like he don't know who Darth Vader is in the original series? Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't answer that shit either. When oh, no. You him. know what? They had their memories. No, they had their memory, memories wiped in episode three, remember? Yeah, when they got oh, shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, when they got shot. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is true. R2 didn't, though. Or maybe he did. We'll have to watch it again. Luckily, we'll be watching it in two weeks, so. That's true. And, and I will say this. Devin... Uh, and I think Big Mike and I know this, but since Devin is a fake fan, to him, Darth Maul died in this movie. But to no, I no. Oh, no, Brandon, you're talking Brandon. about Brandon. Brandon, yeah. you said Devin. You did, clearly said, I said Devin. I know Darth Maul came back, but I also want to know. Yeah, because we this told man you. got sliced in half and got knocked in the endless pit. How the fuck did he come back to life? And Qui Gon Jinn died, and Qui Gon sure. is gone. This is a world where there's wizards with laser swords. People can survive getting cut in half. What? How did he? Padme died. Padme died because her heart was broken. Let's just let's just. And, and complication of pregnancy. Okay, get out of here. No, no, that's literally what what they said happened. Her heart was broken, so she died. Uh, obviously, it's going to go with the pregnancy thing. But My okay. argument was that you can a guy who got cut in half can survive, but we can't. We can't help women who are having complication of a pregnancy. <laughs> oh, because I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that that makes that that checks out. Men are more important. <laughs> so we know what Devin thinks. So Big Mike, what do you think of Jar Jar Binks? Uh, uh, <laughs> again, it's just one of those things that's simply just not necessary to the story. Um, I I don't know if they were trying to bring him in for like comedic relief. Or, or what really they were thinking, but I, I didn't necessarily have a problem with him being there. Um, it's just like they—it seemed like they made him super annoying on purpose. Like, we have CGI; we can make something. Like, and we're yeah, gonna throw this, him in a movie. the CGI—it was—it's one of those things because I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I haven't like watched it very closely, probably since first or second time that I actually watched it. Um, but like, and comparing it to CGI now, it, it is so blatantly obvious that it's CGI and, and like, and not real that it's, it's kind of scary. And it's also just like the way he talks, just like the, the clumsiness where it's just like, all right, 
Like that, that's enough out of you guys. I, I don't. Know. <laughs> so, I just don't like their. I don't like the way they talk. Like yo, one of the guys was talk. like, "You're in some serious doo doo," and I was like, "God damn it, why?" <laughs> yo, so that. are we gonna act like they didn't make the um, the the trade embargo guys that were working for the Sith Lord Asian? And, oh, absolutely. That shit, that shit fucked me up. And I was like, man, I didn't know this when I, the first time I lost it, but this is racist because they're making everybody a different race. Like, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I didn't, I did not know that. And I was like, yo, Do why? You've seen their eyes? Yeah, again, I did not know. And so I looked at, I stepped out, I was like, wow, that's some racist ass shit, yo. There's George I Lucas. I feel like they even talk. He's had a black wife. He gets a pass, right, Brandon? Mm, no. <laughs> I feel like they even talk like the stereo, like the way that people are stereotypical. Asians are stereotypically portrayed. Like racist as shit. This movie is racist as shit. Well, that that's on top of it being bad. Like Mike said, the whole first half of the movie is just completely pointless. It's just, just, just <laughs> the. Makes they don't no even sense. explain what's happening. <laughs> Uh, I was happy to see Mace Windu, though. Samuel Definitely. Jackson. He looks so young and youthful. And he... When uh, Mace Windu came on screen, my, I think Big Mike was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was boy. I'll watch anything that that guy's in. That dude is so He's awesome. in everything, so. You... No, exactly. Like, no matter what he's in, I'll watch it. Yeah, dog. I don't really got much else to say about this film because it's not we good. We should talk about. Oh, let's talk about the end. The, yeah, the only good scene in the movie, the end of the movie. First of all, uh, are we going to act like, yo, we got to play like timers with these laser force field things? Yes. And then, like, I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck is that? that. So much. <laughs> well, tell tell <laughs> people what scene you're talking about, Devin. Set, set it up, Mike. Set it up, Mike. Okay, so in, in the scene where uh, um, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi are fighting Darth Maul and they're going through this also, what is this room, <laughs> these, these multiple rooms that they're in? Is this like some sort of power station? Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, why are there like 15 levels and just random laser beams going through the ceiling? Um, but they go and they, like, Mace Windu's kind of running away and as he's running Not away... Uh, as as uh, Darth Maul is is running away, he gets trapped in this hallway that is trapped that is protected by these like fifteen laser beams. And as they these laser beams shut down, like that they, they obviously trap Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, Qui Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul in between them. But like, if this is some sort of security protocol. Why do they just open automatically, like a minute? on a timer? Yeah, like a timer. Like if you're trying to sneak into whatever this place is, like you can just wait a minute and then and then run through. Also, when Qui Gon Jinn and, and Darth Maul are are going in to fight, like one on one, why didn't Obi Wan Kenobi just fucking force run like he did in the first scene of the movie to get all the way through the fucking lasers so he didn't need to like watch his friend die? He just like. Light, also, did a, he did a light jog to to the try to get through the lasers when he could have easily just force ran and been there in 0.4 seconds. Why did the Jar Jar Binks army have a big ass shield that you could just walk through? That's also <laughs> a good point. 
I was like, this looks like some sort of like like powerhouse, but the Naboo are like a very peaceful political people. They don't have anything to power. What the, where where were they the whole time? And then also, my man Anakin can't get no goddamn award for fucking saving the whole day. And why does all fucking Star Wars movies with ships have a flavor form with the middle of the ship blowing up and then the whole thing blows up? What the fuck? Oh, well, you know, a- Anakin, Anakin literally just shot the, the the fucking reactor. Like he didn't even know the fuck he he missed some shit and shot the reactor. No, like, not even so- that. My my main problem with that, like, sure, if you want to say, oh, that's the main power source, and you shoot that, and everything blows up, and it's chain reaction. Sure, I, I'll buy that. But if like five minutes before Anakin blows up, like the other Naboo, like secure, like starfighters or whatever, saying, oh, we can't get. Through the shields are too too strong, and then Anakin's just like, no, I'm just gonna go right through. <laughs> Hold and up. even, even the people on the ship were just like, nothing can pass our deflector shields. It's like, no, this dude's just gonna walk in. Like, <laughs> no, no problem. Yes, for Brandon, Curve is coming back. Yes, Curve's coming back in January. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the best news I've heard all day. Um, all right, before we get out of here, um, two things. Tell us your favorite scene in this film if you have I one. Think- and, We're all gonna have the same one. <laughs> and tell us your score. Uh, we'll start with Big Mike. Uh, I mean, favorite scene of the film. I I I, I did not like the first like hour and fifteen minutes. So if you want to use that as my least favorite scene, uh, go ahead. Just kind of the entire beginning of the movie. Um, but I actually kind of enjoyed the last like half half hour or so that's when that's where all the action was that's where kind of things just made sense um obviously it's, it's i disagree of, with you on the same point that like the movie started with kind of kind of action it started with movies like we got lightsaber within the like first five to seven minutes of the movie so true. like that's different that's true but I, I just i just didn't like the fact that it's just like hey these jedi are here we don't know why they're here but uh they're oh, here yeah, yeah, so that's that's that was more my problem with it. But like the the last thirty minutes or so was pretty much entirely action. It's 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 lightsaber fights. It's it's um, star. It's like spaceship fights. It's, it's everything you really want in a Star Wars movie. So the last like thirty minutes or so was 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 fun. But uh, if I had to pick a specific scene, that that. Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, um, lightsaber fight is kind of a classic. But check uh, this out, right? Check this out, right? The whole yeah. time that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon was fighting Darth Maul, these motherfuckers had the shittiest moves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obi-Wan breaks in that motherfucker and has, like, fucking samurai skills all of a sudden. And it's the best, like, that's the best fucking minute in 20 seconds of lightsaber fighting the whole like the whole Star Wars trilogy everything like cause Qua- I mean been- cause Obi-Wan was giving him the work at close distance they won't do no fuck shit and you know fucking Obi-Wan still is about to die but even even it. like the last moments of that fight where Obi-Wan eventually cuts Darth Maul in half it's like he's hanging from this I guess it's like a light into this like endless tunnel uh, he's just kind of hanging there. Darth Maul has his lightsaber out yeah, and, and is ready to attack, but yet Obi-Wan has time to force jump, force summon this other lightsaber, turn it on, 
and cut it in half before Darth Maul does literally anything, anything even though he's right. standing right above him with his lightsaber fully drawn. And he was and, fucking, like, slicing the fucking ground where fucking Obi-Wan is right. Yeah, so and, he, he could have ended him so easily. And He could have just force-pushed him down the goddamn corridor or yeah, a little tunnel shit. My, that was my thought. And Darth Maul, like, so he, you know, I don't want to say what happens between... What happened, like after he gets cut in half and his actual death, because I know Brandon's gonna actually watch it, or at least I think he is. But he goes through all this trouble, all this stuff happens to him, like in the Clone Wars and in Rebels, only for him to meet, like, you know, he spends his whole life hunting down Obi Wan Kenobi, only to find old Ben on Tatooine right before A New Hope, and then he dies again by getting cut in half the other way. (laughs) Like, what a weight, like, poor, poor guy. <laughs> you got to feel bad for him. Yeah, but but I guess to put a bow on it, uh, I'm going to give this movie, like, a four and a half. Solid. What about you, Doug? I think, I think um, that's uh, Nostalgic Eyes, uh, would have gave it, you know, like a, a high seven. Cause like at the time I never seen anything like that. And we saw lightsaber isn't any great, but, um, 2019 eyes. Oh my God. This was, uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly was doing other things when I was watching it, but I knew like the sequence of the movie. So I still wasn't holding my attention. Um, so we're going to go with a good, uh, we're going to go with four. I'm going to go with a good four. It was, it was decent. But again, there's so many plot falls with like dark mall, and how come, yeah, Obi Wan didn't just get through because he could have got through like they force ran? You can't show that at the beginning of the movie and don't use it at a crucial point in the movie to save your friend. And then, uh, why can't Qui Gon Jinn uh, lightsaber fight when you're teaching? You have a whole Padawan that you're supposed to be showing how to be a Jedi, and you can't fight um, because the way he died was like he died like a bitch. And then Obi Wan, um, I loved Obi Wan the whole time, and Annie. Annie, little Annie, fuck it, that, that's my little guy, that's my guy. And um, who's the woman that played uh, um, Anakin's mother? Because she does other things, right? What, what is she doing? Like, she's the, the actress. Because she's in something that I watch. I'm trying to think. She's in something I watch or I've seen. Um, um, plays Anakin's mom? Yeah. I don't know who that was. Oh, shit, I don't, yeah. Oh, God. Cindy she's Skywalker. In some, She's in something. Oh my god! What's with all the weird first names? You know what Palpatine's first name is? Uh, mm, nope. <laughs> His name is Sheev. Oh, that's Sheev. why you should. We should have seen Sith Lord all over that, and we didn't even know. Sheev Stay woke, y'all. Palpatine. Stay woke. What a shady ass motherfucking name. Again, he's a creepy old man too now. So and her name man. is Shimmy. <laughs> so. Everybody won't be black. Nobody wants to be black. That's what that is, Mike. I'm just going to let you know that. Just like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Played uh, by Pernilla August. Mike, what about you? What do you think? Obviously, my favorite scene is the Darth Maul scene, but I, since everyone already talked about that, I'm gonna, I really like the scene after that where they're at Qui-Gon's funeral. By the way, as Mike pointed out when we were watching it, that probably smelled like shit. Uh, I really like the scene where Mace Windu and Yoda are talking and Mace Windu's like, yeah, I guess this is the Sith, like the Sith are back. And then and Yoda's like, always two there are. I'm asking, like that sets up the whole Star Wars universe kind of. And then, you know, Mace Windu like ominously asks, yeah, but did we kill the 
Master or the Apprentice? I love that scene. That's a, that's a great like. Let's that is pretty good. That is a dope ass scene, though. I, I, I'm with you. I also enjoyed the scene um, where you see the food chain come to life when they're uh, <laughs> under the water. And there's always a bigger fish. And By the way, yeah, Star Wars is the most memeable franchise ever. Also, quick note on that whole underwater thing. Like when they, when Obi Wan and Qui Gon went to that underwater city on the Naboo, uh, they just have like breathing apparatus. <laughs> you have to. You're Navy SEALs. Jedi's like, are Navy SEALs, sir. They're ready for any them. situation. Don't you I do know, that, Big Mike? They have robes. They I don't know, even have pockets. I know it's not very big, but like. Are you just required to have something like that on you at all times? Navy time? SEALs are ready at all times, sir. They wear Jedi's. Oh, at least Navy SEALs have I pockets. I don't know what the fuck goes on in that robe. You tell me what goes on in the robe. <laughs> Is you checking that robe? I'm not. Exactly. So, again, Jedi Knights are ready right. for anything. So, I always say that... Um, the Jedi's and Sith are two sides of the same coin. It ain't, Jedi's aren't really good to me. And, no. and this film is a perfect example of that. Because all the Jedi Councils were assholes. They were just complete assholes. And they could have prevented Darth Vader from becoming Anakin, from becoming Darth Vader. All they had to do was train his ass. All they had to do. That's all they had to do. Was train had to do. But no. He's too old. He's too old to get touched by us. Now I feel like they're the Catholic Church. The whole time thing, like, nah, why, why is he too old? What are you talking about? You don't. This this he does nothing about the Jedi Order. Uh, he just too old for you to manipulate and touch. All right, that's what I, that's what I thought about the whole time. I'm sorry, I took it there, y'all. I can give this movie a five, by the way. Yeah, this is a this is a a three and a half for me. I didn't really have any. Only thing I enjoyed about this film was um, Yoda lightsabers. Oh yeah, Yoda is everything, yo. And then I and the droids. And, that's it. <laughs> I mean the underwater, you know, creatures. I mean, because we still don't know what the fuck is under our water. So to see that, in I the, am. Uh, I'm under there. No, Mike, you you haven't been that deep. We we only know ten ten percent about the ocean, Mike. So you haven't been that deep. I'm gonna find eleven. All right then, uh, and get eaten by a giant squid. All right. Always a big fish. It'd be a way to go. I'm fuck gonna... out of here! God damn it, Mike! Stop being a nerd. <laughs> Uh, like, no, nobody wants you to die uh, under the water, Mike. Hey, I'm going to die under the water. Or I'm not going to die. It's like that scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he's like, Terry's going to die saving the president or Terry's never going to die. Uh, okay. I mean, that's your show. Oh, you're so show excited. Out. Jeez, Mike. That's how he says no, no, it. No, that's, how, like, that's how he Yo. says it. Yeah. It's, it's Terry Crews. So it's, Terry Crews. Yeah. All right. So that was Star Wars Episode One, uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, next week, we will be reviewing... Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, hopefully that's much better. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. The only one of the prequels I remember liking was Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, I like that one. Oh, my God, it's good. So good. I don't remember Attack of the Clones. It's been so long because I didn't subject myself to watching that shit again. So we'll see. I only, I only remember the Battle of Geonosha, which is a dope scene in all of Star Wars, and the... There's a fight with Count Dooku at the end. I don't remember anything else. Man, Dooku is everything. God damn. And we get Hayden Christensen. So there's that. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for listening to our Star Wars reviews. Like uh, Mike said, we're going to be doing these leading all the way up to Rise of the Skywalker in December. 
Uh, so I think we're just, we probably only have time to do the nine movies. I don't think we're going to have time to do Rogue One or, I don't want to do Solo. So I don't think we're going to have time to do Rogue One, but we'll see. Maybe we can double up. Because uh, I do love Rogue One. I've seen yeah, that many times. Um, Rogue One is really good. Yeah. I love Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Yeah, I, I feel okay with people. that. Shout out to the brown so people, maybe man. we'll have brown time to do that because I do really love that movie. It's my favorite Star Wars film so far. Also, Rogue One like has something to contribute to Episode Four. Solo doesn't exactly. Well, it leads right up to Episode Four, like literally. Uh, yeah, but Solo's so I'd be okay with watching Rogue One if there's if there's an extra week in the schedule. We'll see. Yeah, I love Rogue One, so we'll try to get all those in. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to get back to a more uh, stable schedule now that I'm all moved in in Texas. Um, I still got old reviews to post and edit, so maybe I'll do those tonight. I got to write some film reviews, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. But we will have everything out by this weekend that's old or that's been recorded. Um, Old Man Wade and I did a review of uh, Powers of X and House of X, Uh, so that'll be out. And Rashani and I reviewed a couple movies, uh, so that'll be out. And then we'll have, obviously, you're listening to this. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will be back soon. Peace.